0: Hey guys, welcome to Season 1, Episode 2 of the Sports for Thought Podcast. Today I have Daniel on with me, one of our regular contributors, and we're going to be talking about what the Houston Rockets need to do this summer to improve their franchise. So they lost to the Los Angeles Lakers in five games, and... Mike D'Antoni, Russell Westbrook, everything is up in the air. So let's dive right into it. Daniel, what do you think that Houston needs to do this summer to get back into the championship picture?
1: So what's next for Houston? I never thought trading Chris Paul for Westbrook was the right idea. I strongly believe that if the Houston Rockets had kept Capella and Chris Paul, this team would have been very dangerous. If we are being honest, if Chris Paul was there for game six and seven against the Golden State Warriors, it would have been a completely different series. According to the stats, it just seems like Paul was a complete better option than Westbrook to the Houston Rockets franchise. I think what's next for the Rockets is trading away Russell Westbrook, Covington, House, and getting some good pieces. James Harden needs another superstar beside him, and it isn't Westbrook. Giannis is on the market in 2021, and Houston needs to push for him in order to accompany Harden with another superstar. I have tremendous respect for Westbrook, with him never giving up in any game, but I think he can fit better on some other teams in the NBA, unlike the Houston Rockets. I never thought the small ball would work. It may work in the season, but once you get to the playoffs, you run into consistent for five or six games, four games, best of seven series against someone like Anthony Davis, and it's just not going to work. If your tallest player is 6'5", Anthony Davis is just going to bully you like what happened in the series. They just got eliminated in five games. It's just not going to work. They need to get some big pieces, and Giannis is there, and I think they should pursue him.
0: So, Daniel, I agree with you on a lot of the points you made, but I think trading Russell Westbrook is not the answer for the Houston Rockets So. My thing on Houston has been, so Mike D'Antoni has been hired as the coach since May of 2016. And he's had four seasons to implement his so-called phony small ball philosophy. And I personally am very against that mode of basketball. I don't think that's ever worked before, and I don't think it will work. So we saw Mike D'Antoni in Phoenix initially with Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire. That system didn't work. There, then he goes on to New York. It doesn't work as well. Then in L.A., he tries to implement the same thing. What happens is the Lakers start missing the playoffs, and he gets fired after two seasons or so. And so now in Houston, again, the same problems with the system are rearing their ugly heads again. So as I can see, they're, they're too small. So this team is simply too small. We have P.J. Tucker, who's six 6'7", guarding Anthony Davis on the block. It's just unacceptable. It's irresponsible to put one of your players in that situation. And there's simply no rebounding on the team. We can see the small ball philosophy. Yeah, it looks really nice during the regular season. They can run and gun, shoot a bunch of threes. But shooting 60 threes, shooting 55 to 65 threes in a game is simply not conducive to winning in the National Basketball Association. So. What I think they need to do is find a new coach, a coach that can tap into Harden's potential. So Harden really hasn't had that great coach, in my opinion, throughout his career. So if he had someone like Greg Popovich who could teach him the ways of the game, how to control the tempo of the game, just like we know LeBron James does often during his career, I feel like Harden would be able to exert a lot more of his skills on a daily basis in in the playoffs, as well as being more productive in these elimination games, which we can see he struggles, and I do blame some of that on him. But at the same time, we have to blame the system. So that's why he's often shooting two for 11 in these closeout games and having very poor performances. It's simply because the load is placed on him, and there's no tempo or rhythm to this offense at all. So firing D'Antoni, in my opinion, is the first step they need to take. And even considering the general manager, Daryl Morey, he should also be on the hot seat right now, in my opinion. I think major structural changes in terms of coaching and general manager is needed in Houston right now, as opposed to changing around players. And then obviously, as you mentioned, Danya, they do need a big man. So maybe they can pick up someone like Dario Saric in the offseason. I'm not sure about Bam Adebayo's contract situation, but if you could get someone similar on white side, could also be an option just for grabbing rebounds and defending the paint. But those are a few of the players that they could potentially trade, put a trade package for and acquire them and get them to Houston as soon as possible.
1: No, I totally agree with you, but I think – We saw it with Russell Westbrook. He's just not, like, once again, I have lots of respect for the guy, but he's just not, like, a winning-type player. We saw it in Oklahoma City, and we're seeing it now again. He's he's had many shooting slumps, and if they trade him away, they could get a really, really good piece, whether that's a big man or whether that's someone like Giannis who could be – who could also – who could grab boards and also control the tempo and take some, you know, weight off Harden. It shows through the stats that Westbrook really hasn't taken much weight off Harden. Rather, like you said, they're attempting like so many threes. And Westbrook is just not a good shooter. So he hasn't really contributed to that. those made threes that they've had. So I just think they could get a good piece out of him and they should trade him. And he could honestly, it, it could be better for him too. He could fit on uh, some other teams and possibly in the East lead someone to a NBA Finals appearance.
0: So going back to the Westbrook point, I actually disagree or I digress with your point about Westbrook being a tradable asset currently in his career. So he's on the books for $44.5 million, I believe, next year and 47 to $48 million the next year. So he's got two years left on this massive Supermax deal he signed with OKC before he came to Houston. But the problem is, as you mentioned, his shooting percentages are constantly dwindling over the years. Some of the athleticism has also been gone just simply due to injuries. He's had a few um, meniscus tears over the past six, seven years. So we can see a little bit of his skill set diminishing, but I still think Westbrook is that guy. So when you're going into battle, especially in the playoffs, you want a guy like Westbrook who will compete and fight till the end. So even tonight, he's trash-talking Rondo. I love that because I can see that this guy cares. So even if he shoots four for 13, you can see this guy cares about every dribble he takes, every possession. He's going to dive onto the floor. He's going to get the loose balls. He puts in a 1,000% effort every time. So that's one thing. I feel like he can have that rub-off effect with Harden. And additionally, maybe one more offseason, we can give them to gel together and develop more team chemistry. So I think they should run it back with Westbrook for one more year. And let's say it's not working, maybe by the trade deadline next year, then you can potentially try to ship out Westbrook and try to get some more assets.
1: So I guess we can agree to disagree. Like you said about Russell Westbrook being that dog, that's what I love about him. And that that's good for any team. But As we know, as of right now, of what's going on in Houston, no matter what we both say, changes are needed and action needs to happen.
0: So, Danya, I know we've been talking about the Houston Rockets the last five to ten minutes or so with James Harden. And that brings me to a transition in terms of another player who's knocked out Harden in the 2017 and 2018 playoffs, Kevin Durant. So we all know that Kevin Durant joined the Warriors in a very controversial fashion in 2016, and his move was met with a lot of backlash. So I wanted your thoughts on whether you think that KD's rings are really legitimate, the two that he won with Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson, and whether you think those rings elevate him into the conversation with LeBron James, Larry Bird, and the other greats in the NBA galore. So what do you think?
1: Okay, I don't think Kevin Durant's championships are fake. He's a generational talent. He won finals MVPs averaging 30-plus in those runs, so I don't necessarily think they are fake. But I don't also think he's up there with lo- the LeBrons of the world and Larry Bird's of the world in an all-time list because I still feel like he has to prove something by himself, just like LeBron and Larry Bird, and not by himself but with another caliber superstar unlike stacking the deck with Steph Curry, Draymond, and Iguodala who was a great defender and all these good players on the Warriors. He needs to prove something he by himself in Brooklyn.
0: Okay so you bring up the point that you just admitted that he stacked the deck so we had Steph Curry who was a unanimous MVP the year previously. We have Klay Thompson, we have Draymond Green, we have the whole crew, the hated Warriors team as we all know or at least in my opinion, but transitioning to that, we can see that KD, if he'd won those rings with a stacked team, as you claim, then those rings are really not legitimate in the long run because no other superstar has had that level of help on just beating down opponents. So I've personally felt pity for LeBron James in those finals because we knew he simply had no chance, right? He's carrying, especially in 2018, when the Cavaliers got swept, it simply just was not a fair fight. So my gripe or problem with KD and his legacy is that he was not able to win with Russell Westbrook, who's one of the top talents at point guard. He also had James Harden early on in his career, and he could have went to any other team outside of the Golden State team. But since he went there, I feel as if he disqualifies himself from that debate, like you mentioned, with Larry Bird and LeBron James. And also, even current players have acknowledged that they do not put too much stock into KD's rings. Simply because he's stacking the deck. So, I need to see KD perform on his own. Which, clearly, I have not. He's come up small multiple he's, times.
1: He's definitely, he's definitely not up there with the all-time greats, like I said, with LeBron and the Larrys of the world. But I don't think you can call them necessarily fake because... Yeah, sure, he stacked the deck, but if let's just say if Steph had won Finals MVP, it would be a totally different scenario. Finals MVP, he won Finals MVP, and averaging thirty plus, so he did his part. But then again, they're not like as valuable as let's just say like Larry Bird's rings or LeBron's rings, because he stacked the deck. But and that also disproves him from the all-time conversation of being with Larry and LeBron. And, okay, so you, and you, you bring
0: bro- up you, you bring up that point about how he was finals MVP. So let's think about that as well. When you have Steph and Clay, the greatest shooting backcourt of all time, you have them sitting out on the wings. It brings a lot of the defenders away from KD, so KD can ISO and go one on one with whoever his matchup is. So in that series, mainly he was being guarded by guys like J.R. Smith. And we know he's gonna eat them alive. So I don't put a lot of stock into KD's performances even in those finals because you have the greatest shooting backcourt that draws so much attention. The year previously, it took LeBron and Kyrie to average nearly 40 apiece in games five through seven just to come back from that deficit. It took every last drop of blood and sweat for Kyrie and LeBron to win that championship. So when you add KD to a team like that, it, nothing is like that has ever happened before in the NBA. So what I say is that a lot of current players, we have to look at what previous players have said about this. And a lot of players, including Vince Carter, they've said they wouldn't stack the deck like that. And a lot of players from the inside don't respect that decision. For example, someone like Walt Frazier, who called out KD last year on the radio. So personally, I'm of that mindset as well. I need to see him do it on his own. He's come up small multiple times in OKC, and just because you're front running with Steph and the crew now, I can't really put too much stock into those two championships. So sorry, KD, I think you got to prove it on your own. At least in the next two, three years, you got to win the chip.
1: So as you said, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson spread out the court and KD goes ISO. You can't necessarily say that because you could make the same case in LeBron James and Anthony Davis's case. If you have Steph Curry and Klay Thompson on your team you should the points should be distributed so like if for example in the lakers case lebron doesn't go for 50 and 40 as much as he did in cleveland because he has his running partner anthony davis who's taking most of not taking but he's averaging also 20 you know 20 25 and that's taking away from lebron so when you have kd out of all the if you had Stephen clay as your teammates out of all the he ran and got finals mvp averaging 30 plus so that is very impressive but then again like i said before that doesn't put him in the all-time conversation with the michael jordans and the lebrons and the larry birds and the bill russells but i just don't think they're fake that's my
0: issue yeah, so I guess to recap, my main gripe is that you mentioned that if, if those two rings are legitimate, then he should be in that conversation with LeBron because LeBron has three rings as well. KD's on track to score as many points as LeBron if he's universally regarded as a better scorer than LeBron by most analysts. And additionally, on top of that, if he does have those two rings, it should vault him into that top 10 category. Of players of all time so if you're saying that he's not at that place yet in his career then what that tells me is that you're not putting as much stock into those two rings so i think what we can end this segment on is that we can agree that kd's rings even if you think that they might not be faked on you, i think you can agree though that they're not as earned as other rings that were won by players. Like maybe LeBron James has three rings. Yep. Yeah. So I think we can end on that. But thanks again, guys, for tuning in. This was season one, episode two. As usual, you can drop the link. It's on Spotify. Or you can use the Anchor app to listen.